Hello and welcome to the Final Push podcast. My name is James, I'll be your host and we will be discussing all things health, fitness and well-being. Let's see what we've got in store today and dive straight in. Good morning, good afternoon or good evening. Now we've all been there, you're trying to change your eating habits, you're absolutely nailing it and then that moment of instability hits, whether it's something that's happened at work, maybe you've had an argument with your partner and all of a sudden you feel like you've got absolutely no control, you've picked up the phone, you've phoned Domino's, you've ordered twice as much as you usually would have and you proceed to go to town. Afterwards you're met with uncomfortable fullness, regret, guilt and the promise of doing better tomorrow or next week. Now, this is known as a binge restrict cycle, and it's a form of emotional eating. It's something that's really common, but it is also a form of disordered eating. So first thing we need to do is differentiate whether we have a moment of disordered eating or whether we have uh, symptoms of binge eating disorder, which I urge you to be checked with a specialist. So binge eating disorder has the following symptoms. Mark distress over binging episodes. And what I mean by that is you are caught up in those and they are all you can think about. You're really panicking about them. The loss of control over the amount that you're eating. So it feels a little bit like a feeding frenzy and you just can't stop shoveling food into your mouth. And this will carry on after you're full. And episodes that occur at a high frequency, so at least once a week over the period of three months or more. Now, if we're not hitting those markers, then there's a good chance that we are looking at episodes of disordered eating behavior and emotional eating, and those are things that we can absolutely begin to take control of ourselves. If you did recognize the previous symptoms, I urge you so, so strongly, please, please go and see your GP. Uh, Log into the BEAT website for help with any eating disorders. We want to make sure that you're tackling this in the right way and that you've got the right support around you. Now, if you feel like these are more isolated incidents or there's that loss of a uh, lower sense of negativity surrounding these incidents, then we can definitely look at a few things to help us deal with them in the future. The first thing we need to do is get our perspective in order and understand that this isn't going to be an overnight or a short-term fix and it will take a little bit of self-exploration and maybe getting a little bit uncomfortable, but the only way to grow and to move forward is for us to get a little bit uncomfortable. If we sit where we are, we will stay exactly as we are. So first, make sure you're ready for that. It's also a good idea to remove weight loss as your goal for the time being, because if you're constantly trying to push your calories down and you're constantly trying to create that energy deficit where you're tired, where you're hungry, you're going to put yourself in a position of higher frequency or higher risk of higher frequency of having those episodes. We also need to look at how you're feeling about those episodes and really giving yourself permission to use emotional eating when you need to. The guilt that you're feeling afterwards is not going to help. Behaviour change doesn't come from shame. And so sitting in that position and berating yourself and acting as if you are in some way a 
worse human being for having engaged in that behavior is not going to do you any good in the long term. So we need to try and challenge that whenever we find ourselves feeling that or whenever we notice it happening. And the one of the best ways to do that, one of the options we've got is to speak permission when you feel yourself craving the kind of food that you'd usually turn to to emotionally eat. So if you find that you're in a really stressful place, you know there's a good chance we're going to be emotionally eating, say out loud, I give you permission to do this. Now, it might feel a bit silly at first. It, it genuinely does. And I remember the first time I did it, I was... I felt a bit like a plonker, if I'm honest with you, just standing in my kitchen, holding my phone with Just Eat open, saying, I give you permission to do this. And I didn't feel any different at first. But I realised afterwards, the amount of guilt that I felt was so much lower because I had acknowledged what I was doing and I made a conscious choice to do it. We now need to look at avoiding black and white thinking, good and bad, because good and bad will only lead us further into those episodes of emotional eating. What will tend to happen is we will see the bad, as it were, as that comfort area. And it allows us to to kind of switch off from what we're actually feeling and turn our backs on where we're at. It's not going to be very helpful for anyone. We need to be acknowledging these things and we need to be giving ourselves the tools to be able to acknowledge them. So the next time you're having an emotional eating episode, try and challenge yourself to say, the food that I'm eating is not bad food. It's not going to hurt me. If you are able to, add some vegetables to it. Increase that nutrient density. Understand that your body's feelings after what society deems as junk food is much less to do with the fact that food is harming you and much more to do with the fact that you are not getting your nutrients. Once we've become aware that we're doing it, once we've removed that guilt, once we've challenged that black and white thinking, we can start to look at the actual behavior change in itself. And one of the most effective ways to do this and affect behavior change is to start noticing an event that you want to change after the event and thinking about it. Then you start to notice it while it's happening. Then you can start to notice it before and finally you can start to look at changing it. But we have to be really aware of what's going on and we have to look into that a little bit further. So start asking yourself the questions afterwards. What did I feel before I ate that? You can use an emotion wheel to identify the truth of that emotion because we can all sit there and go, oh, I'm feeling a bit bad. But where within that are we going? Are we bored? Are we isolated? Are we apathetic? Are we indifferent? Are we anxious? If you Google emotion wheel, you will find hundreds of copies. And I obviously have one that I like to use with my clients, but you can find your own that you connect with much, much better. If you were bored, for example, or if you were indifferent, if that same meal hadn't been something that you ordered and something that someone bought to you, would you have still enjoyed it? If you just had it in the fridge and it was just ready for you? Was it the food itself or was it the act of purchasing something? Was it the act of having the social interaction of having a delivery driver come to the door? Try and identify exactly what it is about the experience that gave you joy and that made you feel better than you were before it started. 
Once you've started to do that, you can ask yourself if you've got any unmet needs. So is there something that you're trying to ignore, avoid? Is there an emotion you just really don't want to be feeling right now? And is there any other way that you could honour that emotion and find something else that would satisfy that moment, that that feeling? Would writing about it help? Would talking to a friend about it help? Would being able to go and see someone help? Would being able to make social plans help? And if nothing would help in that moment, is there something that you could include more of in your life that would help? You know, how can we avoid putting ourselves in situations where these emotions are happening that are making us turn to food? This can all be a gateway to getting a handle on your emotions. And when you've got a handle on your emotions, your emotional eating frequency will reduce. You can also then choose to make that decision to use food as an emotional crutch, if you like. But you can make that choice as an adult and not because you're out of control and not because something else is in the driver's seat because you are. The last thing that I'm going to leave you with today is the reminder that it's okay to use food to help us process our emotions. Food isn't and never has been purely fuel. There's a social element to it as well. There's an emotional element to it. And if you hold that in your mind, the next time you find yourself engaging in emotional eating, you might find it has less power over you. And obviously, if you need help, if you want to talk about these things, drop me a message on my social media. I am always happy to talk with people. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, bye for now.